Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, for what it wants to accomplish in our life. God, today, would you speak to us? Today, God, would you give us wisdom and insight and direction? And God, also, would you bring conviction? Would you bring challenge, God? Would you bring us to that place that, yep, I know, I know that area, God. So, Father, bring it alive today. And may we find your hand and blessing and favor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Give your neighbor a high five. Let's do this. High five. High five. Don't leave anybody out. You see somebody by themselves, do not leave them out. Growing up, there was a phrase that I heard all the time. I heard it quite a bit. Maybe you've heard it too. And it it went something like this. Don't just talk about it, be about it. Don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Right? If I say I'm going to do something, I better back it up. You know, and as growing up as a young man, that really intrigued me. It brought conviction to me, even before I became a Christian. Because it was this idea that if I gave my word, I can't just throw words out there. Yes, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to be about this. No, I, I got to back it up. And this morning... We get into a passage of scripture that reminds us to be about it. You know, I remember when I was a youth pastor and and I loved working with students. I would constantly talk to my young people about being unashamed, right? Be, Be unashamed about who God is. Be unashamed about what God has done in your life. Why? Because I understood the power of excuses in our lives. The excuse to not do it. The excuse to not get up. The excuse to, that the reason why I shouldn't go about it. And so today we finished the book of, uh, we finished chapter one of the book of James. So you ready? All right. And I'm going to need a little energy, okay? So when I say, am I ready? I want to, you know, hear Emmanuel and Josh over there and Javier in the back. Come on, come on. Over there on this side. Come on, Sister Sonia. I want to hear you today. So let's get into it. We're going to look at verses 19 through 27, okay, 19 through 27, and and it says this, it says this, know this, my beloved brothers, someone say my beloved brothers, now this is the second time that James says this in chapter one, the first time he says it is he breaks down the word, and then he says my beloved brothers, and he wants us to get it, look, I just told you something, my beloved brothers, get what I'm trying to say, and then he says it again, This time when he says, my beloved brothers, he's about to tell you that, listen, I'm about to drop something on you. I'm about to give you something, my beloved brothers. So pay attention. This is what he says. He says this. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore... Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Then it says this, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, someone say perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. 
If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Now, I love James. James tells it like it is. He doesn't hold anything back. I love it. He, just, he says, this is what it is. And in this passage of Scripture, he really gives us three areas where he says, listen, listen, church, I need you to grow in these areas. I need you to mature in these areas. I need you to develop further in these areas. And so we're going to about to look at three areas very specifically. We're going to say, man, okay, I can see how I need to grow in this thing. And so the very first thing is this. Three areas the church needs to grow in obedience. Sometimes we hear the word obedience, guys, and we get all like, what? Obedient? What do you mean I'm going to be obedient? To who? I'm talking about to God, okay? So number one is this, to truly hear the word. To truly hear the word. You know how someone could be in the same room but not even listening? You know how someone could right now be in the room but just like trying to check out what's going on with the games? They haven't started yet, so don't worry. Oh, man, the first one just started, didn't it? Oh, it just started. Don't be checking the score. Hold on. Your team ain't even playing, okay? But I know you heard, but are you hearing me? Come on, somebody. (laughs) In order to persevere in my life, I need to be able to truly hear the word of God. That's the only way. It can't just go in one ear and out the other. You know what I'm saying? You've been in a room in a situation where, you know, something is being communicated. It felt like it went in one ear and went out the other. And I, I walk, I leave away from the meeting, and I don't even remember what it was about. I hope you walk away from church and you still remember what we talked about. Take some notes. But what I want to communicate to you is this, when it comes to the Word of God and truly hearing it. You have to allow it to hit home. You have to allow it to penetrate your life. Listen, is there a volunteer? Jose, can, can you come up here, come up here real quick? Give this, give this guy a round of applause. Okay, so, Jose, if I have something to give you, okay? Now, considering your body language, if I were to give you something, how would you prepare to receive it? (laughs) He said, depends what I'm going to give him. No, listen. (laughs) How would you you receive? If I was going to put something in front, if I were to say, here you go, what would you do? You see how his hand came out? All right, can we give this young man a round of applause? Let's, let's, uh, professional, professional here. What I want to emphasize is this, is that there needs to be preparation on how you receive something, right? There needs to be action. And so I'm not asking you to put out your hands like this when it's time to hear the word of God, but I am asking you to make your heart and your mind available. There's sometimes we're sitting in the room, but we're tuning things out, You won't truly receive the word of God. So in a way, present yourself with your heart and your mind open to what God is trying to say. In verse 19, it says this. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Could we say that together? Just the underlined part on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Do you know that sometimes when word is being communicated or something's happening, a conversation is happening, we're constantly maybe thinking about something else? 
I remember I was in uh, Bible college. There's actually a class with Dr. Ron, who's going to be here in, in, in just a couple of weeks. And uh, we were in the book of Revelation, and this brother is breaking it down. He's, he's up here, and he's writing, and he's, going, he's giving us some good theology. And, and here I am. I'm all excited. and You know, I, I'm in my chair, and, and I got like, oh, I got a question. I got a question. And he's in the middle of doing his thing. I got a question. I got a question. He sees me, turns around. He turns around at me, and I'm, I'm running like this, and, it, and he turns back. And he just keeps going, going back like this. And I'm like, oh, the brother saw me, and he turned back? Oh, heck no. Now I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, I got a question. Guess what he does? He stops the whole class. He looks right at me. Even did a little point like this. Okay. And he says, how can you understand what I'm trying to communicate to you if you're thinking about something else? I sank in my chair real quick, all kind of. But the idea is this, how can I truly receive the word of God for my life if my mind and my heart are somewhere else? How can I? I, I, I will not. I, I, I would have checked, yep, I went to church on Sunday, check, next, what are we going to eat, what are we going to do, what, what's happening with the game, all these type of things. I will miss the good things that God wants to do in my life. Come on, somebody. I need to be able to truly hear the word of God. I got to be able to hear it. It, it says this in, uh, or actually I wanted to show you this slide really quick. See this slide? Here, here's what happens. And we're going to talk about anger in just a minute. We're going to get into that. I don't know if that's an issue. And uh, Listen, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you got to be careful. Are you over here or you're at a place in your life where you're listening? Are, 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 are you really listening? Are you listening? What does it mean to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger? And I just wanted to simplify things here. And so here's what it means. Quick to hear is to listen before you speak or act. Some of us brothers and sisters, that's what we need a whole lot of practice in. Just listening. Come on, somebody. Before I speak, before I make that decision, before I go about it, I just need to listen. Secondly, I got to be slow to speak. What does that mean? Speak after you've truly heard. If you didn't hear, don't speak. Lastly, slow to anger. Avoid quick-tempered, selfish anger. Sometimes, guys, we like to just hear ourselves roar a little bit. You know, somebody does something and we just, I just want to show them that I'm right and they're wrong. And we get all riled up, suddenly you become somebody that you don't even want to be. You don't even like that. But you got so caught up in the moment trying to tell somebody they're wrong, and you're trying to, and you're trying to show that you're right. And we get ourselves in trouble. This, this quick-tempered, selfish anger. Now, why does God want obedience from us in this area? Really? What he's communicating here is he wants us to avoid hasty speech and unrighteous anger. Listen, I have three Proverbs for you. Three. Okay, I'm just going to read them here to you quickly. But it says this in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Proverbs eleven twelve. It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. 
Some of us, we know how to push buttons on people, don't we? Huh, I wonder why uh, I pushed this one, the red one. And we'll set somebody off, won't we? But what comes out of our mouth is a big deal. What comes out of our mouth can, can, can either draw us closer to God or hinder us from growing closer to Him. It could either hurt somebody or it could either bless someone. What comes out of our mouth is a big deal. The words we say, what we communicate, how we communicate it. Brothers and sisters, hear the word today. And, and, and take down your guards. I want to say this because he, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Sometimes we build these walls around our heart. We build these, these walls around our mind. And we've said, you know what? This is, this is just how I am. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. This is how I am. This is, this is how I'm going to be. But now you're in a place where you say, I want to grow in my faith. I want to mature. I want to develop. I, I, I want to persevere. Because you've been dealing with some things, maybe some generational curses, some things you've been trying to break, some things that feel like they're, they're, they're holding you back in life, and you want to move forward. You do. I do. But somewhere along the line, we said, nope, I'm putting a wall up around my heart, a wall up around my mind. I don't take in new information. And now you're at this place where God's wanting to work. And brothers and sisters, you've got to take down that wall. I understand you've got to protect yourself in some areas, but against God? Let God's love in your life. Let his direction in your life. He says, I want you to be obedient in the idea of being able to take in the word of God. Don't just hear it, goes in one ear, out the other. No, receive it for your life. Let it take root in your life. This is so important. This is so important. It says this here in verse 20, and then we're going to come back to this. In verse 20 up there, yes. In verse 20, it's, it says this, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, uh, I just want to say this really quick about anger. We all know that it can get us in trouble real quick, right? Like quick, quick. You, you, you might have just had every good intention, and your anger will get you on the couch. Come on, somebody. Nobody. Ain't nobody. It's going to get eight. No, no, nobody around here. All right. Well, there's two things that Scripture tells us. What am I supposed to do? Because it says, um, be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to get angry, and that anger does not produce the righteousness of God. And then it says this in verse 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. And, 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 and I love this, how it describes this. It almost references like, like dirty clothes. You know, I've been on the mission field. I've been into some foreign countries. I've seen some really, really poor, poor, poor people. You know what poor people have? One pair of clothes. You know what poor people do with that one pair of clothes? They wash it every day. Not like some of the poor folks over here. They wash the clothes every day. Come home from wherever they've been, work, school, take off the pants, take off the shirt. It goes into like a pila. They, they wash it. They, they scrub it or they're in the river. Whatever they do, they hang it up to dry. Those clothes are ready for the next day. See, what am I trying to communicate? We've got to come to that place where we're willing to come to uh, say, you know what? I, I, I repent of this area. I recognize my anger. God, clean me and I'll be clean. 
This is this, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness. So here are the two things, put away all filthiness and wickedness, but also humbly receive the word. Sometimes when it comes to the word, we we almost got this attitude like, okay, we'll see. We'll see what God has to do. We'll see what I'm going to learn. You know, and we kind of have this reservation. No, humbly receive the word of God. I want you to check out this slide. Look at this slide. This is, this is exactly what can happen. See, here, here's the humble person ready to receive the Word of God and see how the cone is open. They, uh, there, there's nothing blocking them from receiving the Word. I, I can take that in. If that's what God's asking me, if that's the area that God wants to grow me in or develop me in, I can receive that. It, it doesn't mean it's easy sometimes, but I could do it. I could do it. And here's the other person. They're still dealing with the stuff they haven't repented of, and and they're certainly not receiving with humility or meekness, as the Word describes. And so the Word of God comes, but it just falls off to the side. It's not that they're not in the room hearing it. It's that they're not allowing it to hit home. They're not allowing it to take root in their life. And this is just part of God developing us. And he wants us, church, to grow in obedience this area, in this area, to, to, to hear the word, to humbly receive the word. But how can I do that if I'm full of anger or filthy speech or I can't listen? I got to let it hit home. And the second area that God wants us to grow in obedience is, is this, is to be a doer of the word. To be a doer of the word. Now, It's one thing to hear the word, and it's a completely different thing to do the word, to take action, to make effort with steps forward. So let me ask you a question. Maybe it's personal. What area of your life from the word have you heard but not taken any action in? What area has been pointed out, but just not now, maybe next time, maybe next Sunday, maybe next month, maybe next year. When I'm ready... At verses 22 through 25, it says this, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who intently looks at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at once, forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. See, the only response to the word of God needs to be allowing it to take root in your life. Allow it to take root. Allow it to to grow inside of you. See, when something grows and it takes root, what will it do? It'll produce fruit in your life. How many of you guys remember elementary school, taking those little beans, putting them in a little bag, a little moist? Does remember anyone? That was a long time ago. But it was cool to watch the experience. You, you put it in there, you get the little moist, the little, little, little paper in there, and you watch as a root begins to develop. It begins to grow, begins to sprout. If you let it take place in your life, you will find God's blessing in your life. Here's what happens. Sometimes we cut that root all by ourselves. Sometimes we just, we just, we just cut it right off. Because we, we got this, this area, and no, I'm not, I can't, I'm not, I'm not ready to, to receive that. Don't cut it off. Don't cut it off. 
This is the thing. Some, some people think that they're, they're, they're doing right by just hearing, but, you, but you're not because you're missing the whole thing of doing. You know, today we finished chapter one, and next week we're going to go into chapter two. Chapter two gets into the whole idea that faith without works is, is dead. Paul says this in, in Galatians 6.3, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Sometimes we think we're growing just because we're taking information in or being in the same room where information is being given, but we can't deceive ourselves. It's time to take action, church. It's time to be a doer, church. It's time to, if, if we say this is who we are, then it's time to be about it. Are you following me this morning? we got to be about it. In verse 23 and 24, it says this, If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and at once he forgets what he looks like. Imagine if I'm looking in a mirror, and, 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 and I'm looking at my own reflection, and I see imperfections. I see areas for growth. I, I see areas for development. I see where I could do differently. I see where I can learn from my mistakes. I see, I, I see imperfections. And, and, I, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I see all that, and I decide I'm not going to do anything about it. What should I do? Should I do nothing? Should I just, should I just leave it there? Should I just, you know, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see any of those areas I need to grow on, and I'm just going to try to go about my day. Is, is that what I should do? Should I just, should I just, I, I'm going to count on my ability to forget things. I don't know how some of you guys are able to forget things. But am I going to count on my ability? I'm going to see these areas where I know I could really grow and develop and honor God and be blessed by him because his word tells me I'm going to be blessed. But I'm just, should I just, maybe I shouldn't do it. I'm just, I'm just going to leave it there. This is who I am. Accept it. Take it. Leave it. Whatever. That's your, just, just take it for who I am. Should I grow? Should I make a decision that, yeah, that's my imperfection? Yes. I'm going to do something about that. And it doesn't mean like, boom, from there to there, boom. But no, I take steps, one step at a time, working on me, drawing closer to God. Look, look at this slide. Let me, look at this slide here. Here's the perfect law of liberty. And in verses 23 and in 25, 23 and 25, it refers to the word, and it's not just talking about the gospel, but it's talking about scripture in its entirety. And, and, and here's the guy who, who he receives it, and he just kind of thinks on it. There's, there, there's areas in my life, yeah, it's, I mean, that's true, but I mean, and here's the person that says, you know what, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, I, I know it is not going to be easy, but Okay. I'm going to be about it. I said this is who I am. I'm going to be about it. I'm going to take steps in that direction. I'm going to allow God to work with me. I, I, this, I'm going to do it. I, gave, I said it. I'm, this, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Church, let me ask you this, this personal question. And, and maybe you just take a moment to, to reflect on this. But what is God asking of you? What's holding you back from being a doer? What dream has God placed in your heart to serve him, but you haven't taken any steps to go about that? What area of your life 
isn't surrendered to God, but you know it should be. What is that? You know, John, he writes one of his letters to the church, and, and he says this. He says, little children. And first of all, he, he's not talking to little children. There was, the, there was a lot of persecution was going on at the time, and, and in order for the letter not to be in, intercepted, he would write little children. So as people would pick up the letter, they say, oh, little children. He's writing to little children, so they let the letter go on. They didn't want the church to continue. So this is secret code here, okay? I'm just, we're unlocking code here for you. It says this, little children. Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed. Someone say deed. deed. And in truth, say truth. truth. Again, there's this emphasis on action. Will we be about it? Will we do it? Will we follow through? Be a doer of the word. Will we be that? Will we walk into the things of God? Brothers and sisters, let this be a year. Let this be a new season of not just hearing it. Come on, somebody. But truly hearing the word and then truly doing the word. And lastly and ultimately, to truly represent him. To truly represent him. You know, when I think of the word represents... I, um, I think of superheroes. Anybody got a favorite superhero? You know, superheroes, they have emblems. Maybe you see one of yours up there. You're like, nah, I ain't superheroes, guys. I'm too old for that. It's all right. That's all right. My son's into them. We do it together. They're not dolls. They're action figures. But I think about the emblem, and I think about what they stand for, right? It represents something. Maybe their ability, their power, or what they stand for. And when it comes to us, who do we represent? Who do we represent? And if you've made a decision that I represent Christ, if you made a decision, you know what? I, I do represent Christ. I, I am a Christian. This is who I am. Then I ask you this question. How do you represent Christ as one of his followers? How do you go about doing that? In verses 26 and 27, it says this, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And again, James goes right back to the tongue because he knows it has power. It'll chop down, all, it'll chop down trees. It'll carve through mountains. So how do I represent Christ? There's three things. I'm going to give you these three things, and I'm going to, I'm going to close. Lillian, can you, can, can you join me? These three things. How do I represent Christ uh, number one, watch what comes out of your mouth. I got to watch what comes out of my mouth, brothers and sisters. I, I do. I, I cannot just let words just fling out here, fling out here. This person said this, so I'm going to say this. And this came out, and this, boom, and boom. I, I, I got to watch what comes out of my mouth. Number two, help those who need help. Be about it. Be about it. Number three, and keep yourself from being of the world. 
Not from being in the world, because you need to go out and reach people and share Jesus, but keep yourself from being of the world. And I want to close with this. I want to close with this. It's God's heart and desire that we would grow in these areas, but we would grow in maturity and that we would persevere. And from my own life, I've come, I've come to learn that every time God asks something of me, either to do something differently in my life because maybe I've been blowing it or to do something in my life because he's challenging me for something new or he's asking me to, to make a certain turn in my life or, or to help someone or to serve someone or whatever it is. Every time he's asked something of me, I've come to the place where I understand that not only does God want to bless me in the moment, but God is wanting to develop and do something in my life. He asks me because he's trying to mature me, because he's trying to strengthen me, because God wants to do something in me. So he's asking me, son, I see where you're at. I want you to do this. Son, listen, I, you have all the right and good intentions, but if you do it this way, it's going to be it's going to be easier. If, if, if you just trust me, you're going to find my blessing. And every time he asks me, not only is it a blessing in the moment, but I see his hand and what he's trying to do. It strengthens me. It provides for me. And I've come to the place where in my own reflection that I see God just humbles you. And you can come to the place where you can say, you know what, God, I'm just grateful to even walk this life with you. And you know, God, I see now that the truth, I'm nothing without you. And I've certainly tried, but I'm nothing without you. And God, yeah, I need you. If there was ever a doubt, God, I need you every day of my life. And, my, and may my life serve a purpose that you would be glorified. God, because it's my heart's desire that I would never live a day without your presence. God, that I would never take a step without your direction. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, God. Do your good work in us. Brothers and sisters, here's the challenge. Am I willing to truly receive the word and put off everything that hinders me from being a doer? And lastly, ask myself, what is God asking me to let go of, to begin, to grow in, or to do differently? What's that? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you in those areas. What is God asking you to let go of? What is God asking you to do differently? What is God asking you to grow in? Hey, that's a good thing. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and the way that it comes alive. And we see, Holy Spirit, how you're speaking to us, how you want us to truly hear the word, to, to let it take root in our lives. And with that, God, Begin to do it and watch it produce in our life. 
in that same way, come to the place where we truly represent you. Father, work in us. I pray that you would see my brothers and sisters now. I pray, God, that you would see their hearts. God, I pray, God, that you begin to just to hear their prayer. God, strengthen us. Encourage us. As your church, God, strengthen us. God, you know those areas where we really need you, where we've been struggling. But, Father, we need you today. With nobody looking around, maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I need to get right with God. I got to get right with him. The truth, that has just not been the case. I, have, I haven't been walking with him. And whether today you want to make that decision for the first time or, or you just need to come to a place of being refreshed and rededicate your life to the Lord, I want to encourage you, today is your day. I don't want you to wait for next Sunday or next time. No, the Lord wants, the Lord's ready for you to make that decision today. Be bold with nobody looking around. If that's you and you need to get right with God, just put your hand up quickly and then down. Thank you, I see your hands. Thank you, I see your hands. Thank you, I see your hands. Anybody else? Thank you, I see your hands. Heavenly Father, I pray just right now. God, the truth is we've received your word today, and God, we want to get right with you. God, I pray your forgiveness. I pray your mercy. I pray your grace. Lord, we need you. We need you, Father. So, Father, would you grab us by the hand and help us to walk through. God, the way that I've received grace, I pray that grace over my brothers and sisters today. God, help us, Father. We give you glory. Work in us. We love you, Lord. I pray, God, that there would be clarity on eternal life. I pray, God, that we would come to the place of peace. God, work in us. We give you glory, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.